Welcome to Coffee and Jesus. I'm your host, Jael Penn, coming to you from the great state of Texas. I'm going to be doing a series of podcasts on spiritual warfare, and I'm going to take my time and probably be a little slow and have more downtime between what I say because I really want the Holy Spirit to lead this podcast rather than me. Hosea 4.6 says that God's people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. And I don't want any of us to be destroyed because we don't understand spiritual warfare. 2 Timothy 3.1 says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And if you watch the news or follow the news on Facebook social media or you read the newspaper you know that we are living in perilous times we are at war we are in a spiritual war and it's very important for us to be armed and ready and just like you I'm learning along just like you and I'm trying to figure things out by reading the Bible and praying and asking for revelation from the Holy Spirit I do know, however, that exposing the enemy and his strategies um, is revealed in God's word. And so we do have something to go by in order to understand spiritual warfare. Now, we know there are natural wars, but I'm going to be talking to you about spiritual battles with evil, supernatural forces. There is flesh, there is the flesh natural world and there is the the spirit world. I've even heard some ministers refer to this as the invisible war. Ephesians 6:12 says for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So again, the first thing is that you have to understand that man exists in two worlds, the natural world, which can be seen, felt, heard, touched, tasted with our five senses, is the tangible, visible world. And then there's the spiritual world that you cannot see with your eyes, and yet it's there. Paul speaks of this in 1 Corinthians 15.40. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. We have to have spiritual discernment in order to engage in spiritual warfare. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So you have to have spiritual discernment to understand spiritual things. And if you don't have that, that is something that you can pray about. John 5.19 reminds us that the whole world is under the control of the evil one or it's influenced by Satan. And he is allowed to reign and do certain things and He has to ask God's permission 
And it's up to us to fight him and not succumb to the things that he is trying to do, like cause division between races and cause division between churches and division between genders and countries and families, etc. So spiritual warfare is not a battle between flesh and blood. It is not a battle of man against man, even though it kind of feels that way when you listen to the news. We really are fighting spiritual beings. It's multi-dimensional. Because there's a battle between us, the believers, and what the world says is truth. There's a battle, battle between our flesh and our spirit. And then there's a battle between those of us who believe and evil spiritual forces. Now, we're all engaged in these battles, whether we want to be or not, whether we're cognizant that we are not, it's happening. And so you have to be prepared. You have to be armed. John 10.10 says, The thief, Satan, comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So the enemy right now, he is really showing his behind. I don't know how else to say it because he wants to maintain control of the earth. And it seems like he's winning with the laws that are being passed and the things that are being believed and allowed, but he is not. We all know that in the end, Jesus is coming back and we will be victorious. We also know that Satan, the devil, Beelzebub, our enemy, whatever you want to call him, he tries to attack us every day in our daily walk with God, in ministry, in our families, in our worship, by confusing us about the word of God, by isolating us, by um, influencing us to doubt God when our prayers aren't answered the way we think they should be. And I want you to start thinking right now and paying attention and being aware of which tactic he is using on you and how he is getting to you. Now, we all know that there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against Satan, the dragon. And that Satan, the dragon, was cast out. And his angels, his followers, were cast out with him. That's from Revelations 12, 7 through 9. So Lucifer became known as Satan, and the angels which followed him in rebellion, they are known as demons. Demons are spirits. So there really are spirits and they can torment, control, use people. Now, if you're saved, you cannot be um, completely dominated and demon possessed, but you can be oppressed or influenced. So spiritual warfare is basically the opposing forces of good and evil. What God wants and what 
Satan intends. And you have to decide whose side are you on? To which kingdom do you belong? And the time is now for you to get it together and to start thinking about, am I really a Christian or not? Did I ask the Lord into my heart, but I'm still living the same way? Did I ask the Lord into my heart, but I still have no real relationship with him? Did I ask him into my heart, and yet I feel just as lost as I was before and I have no peace? So if that's where you are, then right now, you need to really decide to recommit your life, repent, and truly convert this time. Luke 5.32 says, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And I know people don't like that word, but I don't care. You must repent. Repentance is important because God commands it. And it's necessary to avoid spiritual death. Luke 5.32 says, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Matthew 4.17 says, From that time Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So it's very important for you to be converted and to stop, start following what the Bible says and to actually change and to do your best to live a holy, righteous, separate life. So the first step for you, if you're not a believer, is to ask the Lord into your heart. Repent of your sins, ask Jesus to forgive you, accept him as your Lord and Savior, and to turn from your old ways. Now, moving forward, so now you're saved, you're trying to live right, now what? Now what do you do? Well, there are several things that we need to do in preparation for spiritual battle. The first thing that you need to understand is that our commander-in-chief is the Lord. He is the one who directs us and tells us what to do. We have to listen to him. We have to follow what the Bible says um, it's really important for you to start reading Revelations, which is a very difficult book to understand, trust me. But get someone who does understand it, who can help you through that. Because that's where we are right now. We are living out parts of Revelation. And it's just going to be happening more and more and more. You need to understand that God is a spirit, so he is not... A man you cannot see him he is sovereign which means he is the supreme being um, and all-powerful creator of the universe that he's omnipotent omniscient omnipresent he never changes he's without sin he's pure um, he's merciful gracious 
and infinite without human limitations of time or space. Exodus 15, 18 says, The Lord shall reign forever and ever. So that's the first thing you need to understand is that he is like our president, like our commander-in-chief. When you have God, when you have Jesus, you have everything and everyone that you will ever need. Now, the Holy Spirit is also part of the triune nature of God. Romans 8, 27 says, And he searches the heart. I'm sorry. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. First Corinthians twelve eleven says, But all these worketh that one and the selfsame spirit, dividing to every man as he will. The Holy Spirit is a person who intercedes, intercedes and prays to God on our behalf. You can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit as they did in Acts 2, well, Acts 1 and 2, um, which is this spiritual experience where you have one of the signs of um, speaking in tongues. If you are prayed over and it uh, manifests, the Holy Spirit also gives spiritual gifts to believers. And so once you are saved, another thing you need to find out is what is your gift? Are you a disciple, a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher? Do you have the gift of prophecy or teaching or um, edifying others, understanding the Bible or having a word of wisdom? Are you good at leadership? Do you like serving others, helping others? Are you good at giving or showing mercy? Do you have discernment of spirits or faith? And God gives us authority through different signs, tongues, interpretation of tongues, miracles and healings. And I'm just briefly, quickly, just going through the life of a Christian and what it means to be a Christian. And once you're saved, just some basic things that you should know. Because all of this is important for you to be equipped for spiritual warfare. Now, the Holy Spirit has a very sensitive nature. So the Bible tells us that we should not lie to the Holy Spirit Resist the Holy Spirit, grieve the Holy Spirit, insult the Holy Spirit, blaspheme, or vex the Holy Spirit. Because if you do those things, he will withdraw his presence from you, and you cannot engage effectively in spiritual warfare without the power of the Holy Spirit. You just can't do it. It cannot be done. So that was just a brief um, introduction to the triune nature of God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now, Satan and his demons, they know who God is. They believe in God. Um, they probably know the Bible better than you do, and yet they are still afraid of him. They're afraid of him because they know he's God, because he's sovereign, and because they are evil. 
That's why the Bible says that if you just even yell the name of Jesus, they will flee and they will run. So that is the first thing you can do is just to yell the name of Jesus. Another thing I want you to encourage you to do is to start researching and looking for specific verses for specific situations and memorize key scriptures and say those out loud when you are having a difficult time. A lot of people love Psalms 91, um, Psalms 40, Psalms 121. There are just many verses that a lot of people rely on when they are going through a difficult season. And so I'm going to stop right there and I'll be back with another session on spiritual warfare tomorrow. God bless you.